Hello everyone, this is Levi Gelb from the Chassidish Parsha, and you're listening to the new podcast, Chassidis, which is an explanation in English of Sefer HaMaymarim Tafrish Samaches from the Rebbe Rashab, each episode containing an explanation of one page from that Sefer with the goal to finish the entire Sefer. And at the beginning of every episode, we'll also have a synopsis of the previous episode. You'll also notice in the description for that day's episode, there'll be a short synopsis in English, and also there'll be a link there to become a monthly supporter to make this show possible. Um, please tap the link in that description or visit anchor.fm slash to become a monthly supporter. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. Starting a new Maimra page, Nun Vav, <coughs> 56. Which the explanation of this verse is, um, He has redeemed my soul in peace. Hashem has always redeemed my soul to bring it back to peace from the wars which were coming upon me, um, even though that the people that were fighting against me were very were very many, and I was only a few people. <coughs> even though there was many people <coughs> against me. And the sages say in the tract, anyone who who deals who is busy with learning Torah and doing acts of kindness and and doing prayer with the with the tzibur with a minion, it's as if it's considered as if he has redeemed me, meaning Kashem, and my children from the nations of the world. So Rashi explains over there in the Gemara, the Betedek, see, how do you know that Teda accomplishes this redeem, this redemption in peace? It's because of the Teda, it says, all of its pathways are peace. Therefore, through learning Teda, you <coughs> bring about a redemption in peace, a peaceful redemption. And kindness, doing acts of kindness is always between a man and man, between man and his friend. Therefore, when you do that kindness to that your friend, you're making peace between you and that person. You're bringing a feeling of peace between each other by doing good to him. And somebody who prays with the minion, pays with the minion, that's expressed in the verse, this very, very verse, that my soul is redeemed, you redeem my soul in peace because I, I daven with rabim, I daven with the minion uh, together with me. <coughs> Meaning that through these three things is brought about the redemption and peace, a peaceful redemption. That implies that there is a redemption that is not peaceful. And only through these specific three things brings about a peaceful redemption. In order to understand this, why these three things bring about a peaceful redemption, we have to preface that which it says, that um, Yaakov, Hashem said, Yaakov will not be your name anymore, rather Yisrael, Yisrael, because the word Yisrael comes from Kisarisa, because you have, you have fought with and become a, a minister over angels, and he, beat the, and he defeated the angel of Esav, and with the physical Esav and Lavan, and you overcame them. So therefore, Yaakov will not be your name anymore, rather Yisrael, because you have overcame, you have become a minister, a ruler over the angel of Esau. Peter Shashi, Rashi explains in that verse, Yaakov comes from the word <coughs> Ekev, which means, also implies uh, Mirma, trickery, that 
no more will, will people say, will it be said that the blessings that you stole, so to say, the blessings of the first point that you stole from Esav, um, will not be... <coughs> Will not be, it won't be said that you took them through trickery. Rather, it will be said that you'll be like Yisrael, that you took the blessings like a real minister and a real leader, um, not in just through trickery. But nevertheless, we know that the Yaakov, the name Yaakov, was not uprooted totally. That we see that the Teira goes later and calls him again Yaakov which is not the case by Avram, it never goes back to say, from after it changes his name to Avraham, it never goes and says Avram again. And the fact that Teirah does return to call him Yaakov again, which comes to the word trickery, implies that there, that um, nevertheless, there is this idea of trickery, and through specifically this trickery, you can take the blessings away from Esau. The explanation is, and Yaakov did many types of trickery in order to take the blessings away from Esav, the blessings of the firstborn, that the blessings that Yitzchak was going to give Esav. <coughs> they did many types of trickery to accomplish that. That's why Rachel made Yaakov wear the special garments that Esav had, so that he would trick Yaakov to think that these are this was Esav by touching his garments. And also put him. He's a, he was a hairy person. Esav, so therefore he made Yaakov wear these hairy um, from coats from the from the goats. <coughs> and Yaakov said, I am Esav, your firstborn. But um, Rashi explains over there that he made it in such a way where he wouldn't have to totally lie, because he says, Anechi, I am who I am, and Esav is your firstborn. But still there was a little bit of trickery there. It, was, uh, it wasn't a, obviously a complete lie, but a white lie. So seemingly we have to understand why was the conduct in such a way that the, stealing, the taking of the brachis from Yitzchak away from Esau was in a way of trickery. <coughs> why did it have to come through this idea of trickery, which seems to be a negative idea? And the explanation is the fact that Yitzchak wanted to bless Esav in the first place, even though he knew that Esav was not proper, he wasn't, wasn't going on the right path. Nevertheless, he still wanted to bless him. It's because that Yitzchak saw that deep down within Esav there was, there was actually a very high level of godly sparks within him. And he wanted to draw down onto Esav a very, very sublime godly energy, and that through that, automatically the godly spark, these high godly sparks will be collected and taken back to their source. And that's like an analogy of a big torch. When you bring the torch close to the small spark, then this little spark becomes absorbed automatically within the great flame. Similarly, through drawing down a very sublime, godly light onto Esau, then the sparks within Esau will be uplifted automatically and be absorbed in this great, sublime, godly energy. This is what Yitzchak said, and may God give you from the dew of the heavens. What does he mention, this idea of the dew, specifically when he wanted to bless Esau? And in Kabbalah explains that this dew refers to the dew which drips from Atik Yoimin, which is the, the, the inner core of Keser, which is a very sublime level, which transcends all the limited worlds. Hanikra Tal which this dew is called 
the dew which um, which revives. Tal which the Gemara says this is the dew which Hashem will in the in the future end up um, reviving the dead through this dew, <coughs> and it comes from such because it comes from such a high level which transcends all the limitations of the world, and therefore it can bring back to life even. And what is this talking about? This um, this resurrection of the dead. Referring to the seven kings, the seven primordial kings of Toyu, the world of Toyu, of chaos, which which who died, um, which refers to the Shvidas Akelim, because the world of Toyu was a world where it was a revelation of uh, infinite revelation of godliness. Therefore, we spoke about in the previous mimer. It was too much for the limited vessels in that world to handle, and it caused the breaking of the vessels and the falling of sparks down to this world. So that's what it means when it says in the verses, it says that um, there were kings of Edim, and they re- ruled before the kings of the Jewish people, which refers to these kings, the spheres, how they are within the world of Tayu. Each sphere is like a king with very strong, independent existence. <clears throat> that's what we spoke about before. Because of the intense revelation there, each sphere felt itself very strong and felt its own yeshes. And these seven primordial kings, the spheres of Toyu, they died. That's what it says afterwards in that parsha of Ayimleich Vayamais. They, they ruled, they died, and each one died, each one of the seven kings, um, impl- implying that each that each one of these spheres, because it had too much of an intense revelation of godliness, it, the, its vessel cracked and broke and sparks fell down into the physical world. So the, the resurrection of the dead in the spiritual sense refers to, through this um, dew, which comes from Atik, refers to the bringing back to life and the uplifting of the sparks from these seven kings of Toyu that fell down into the physical world. And through this revelation of this Tal, which is this sublime energy which transcends all of the worlds, <clears throat> from Atik, that's what brings about the resurrection of the dead, uplifting of these sparks back to their source. Because this level of Tal, of the dew, is actually a level which transcends both worlds of Toyu and Tikkun, the infinite revelation of Toyu and the finite revelation of Tikkun, the Tal, which comes from Atik, the Panemius of Keser, the inner essence of Keser, is even higher than the infinite revelation of Toyu. And therefore, it has the ability to uplift the sparks of Toyu even higher and to bring about the um, the resurrection of these sparks, so to say, bringing them back to their godly source. Now we explain another place that the, this dew is on a higher level than Toyu and Tikkun together. It says that the dew actually comes from a higher level of the of a well of, of living water, of fresh water, which is actually a very, very high level in godliness, a fresh water well. The uh, this well of fresh water refers to the level of Keser, the crown, how it is in Toyu, crown being the level which is above Chachmah, just like the crown is above the person's brain. And that is the crown, is the sublime level of <clears throat> which transcends all limitation, but how it is in the world of Toyu. So that's a very high, intense level of Godliness. As it explains in that, Maimur in the Kuvitera. That the Be'er Maim the well of fresh water, refers to the Keser of Teyu. And the dew is even higher than the level of Teyu. Not even, even though the bear, the well of living water is the highest level within Teyu, but the dew is even higher than Teyu altogether. We're on the beginning of the next page. <coughs> in the parentheses, that's why. The Gemara says, and it's a natural fact that dew never stops. Every morning there's dew on the leaves, on the, and you see the dew all over the world. 
doesn't stop, whereas opposed to rain, which sometimes falls, sometimes doesn't. What's the spiritual reason why why do never stops? Because until the level of toyu, that's where it's possible to reach through our service down here and to pull down, to draw down from that level. But above toyu, it's impossible for us limited creations to reach that high and to draw down from that level, which we just said that the level of do is above toyu, comes from a level which is higher than toyu. That's why the do never stops, it always is there, because rain refers to the levels of godliness which we can bring about, and that's why rain is brought about through precipitation of the water down here, and then the wa- after, there, after that, the water can fall from above. Through our work down here, we can bring down those godly revelations above, because we can reach them. But the do, which is higher than our reach, it's not something which we can produce, which we can bring about through our service down here, through our godly service down here. And therefore, Lehmeatzer never stops. It's something which is above our reach and above our being able to affect, and therefore it just always is. As explained in another place, and that's why through this revelation of the do, which is from the inner core of Kesser, which even is higher than Toyu and Tikkun altogether, all the um, sparks of Toyu become refined and uplifted back to their godly source automatically. Just like they said in the analogy, the torch, the great torch, when it comes close to the little sparks, then all the sparks become absorbed in that torch. So too, all the sparks of Toyu, being that this level of the dew is even higher than Toyu, can cause that these sparks should go back to their source and cause the, so to say, um, figuratively speaking, the resurrection of these dead sparks of Toyu, which fell from the, the spirits of Toyu, dying, so to say, cracking, falling down here. And that's why Yitzchak wanted to bless Esau with the blessing of the dew to draw down that intense revelation of godliness, which is even higher than Toyu, and draw that down onto Esau in order to his these sparks from Toyu that fell within Esau, like we said in the previous mind, where the Esau comes from Toyu, these sparks within Esau should be able to be refined and sifted and uh, separated from the evil qualities of Esau, and then uplifted back and absorbed back in their source. And this is what this intense revelation was going to accomplish, and that's why Yitzchak wanted to bless Esau in the first place. But Yaakov took the blessings with trickery, and we have to understand why he did that. But now we understand why Yitzchak wanted to bless Esau, because he wanted to, he saw Esau from his potential and the great sources, the great sparks of godliness within him. He wanted to draw down a really high level of godliness, that these sparks should be uplifted and absorbed back in their source. But Yitzchak, that's what Yitzchak wanted to do. And we'll stop there at the top, four lines on the top of Nun Zayin. Thank you everybody for listening to the new podcast, Chassidus. This is Levi Gelb. And if anyone has any questions or any thoughts or feedback please feel free to email me at rabbigelb at gmail.com. Also, please check out my website, chassidisonline.org, and sign up for our weekly email to receive a Maimur Mavur explanation on a Maimur from Torah Lukute Torah almost every week. And there you'll also find a, an archive for all our other, our older Maimarim that we've already explained on the weekly Parsha on the Yom Tovim. And also you'll notice in the description for this week's episode and for every week's episode a little link to become a monthly supporter, a partner in this uh, for this podcast. Please consider doing that. It will help greatly 
to allow the episodes to continue and to make them better. And you can also dedicate an episode in honor of memory of something or of a simcha. And to do that, please email email me at rabbigelb.gmail. And we can mention that at the beginning and at the end of every of that episode. Thank you very much.